Live from the summit in San Antonio, Texas, the Corps presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Greg Gale and Stuart Sadler. Today's topic, maximizing the greatness tracker for lenders. Well, thank you. What a huge class. Oh, no. Wow. Speaking of brothers, I'm super excited to be here. My name is Greg Gale. You're here for Maximizing the Greatness Tracker. I am excited and honored to be with Stuart. I tell you, I, I didn't know Stuart that well until we started to prep for this class. And what I've learned is he's super laser focused and a quick executor in the office because he prioritizes his family time. He knows he's got to just get in, get it done, and get home to his family. But something I learned this morning was that his conversion is through the roof. Can you share the stat that you gave me this morning? Yeah, I've always been super mindful of the conversion. And guys, the way it works, right? When I used to track it before I had a team, I was around 40% conversion. And I was always proud Lead of it. Close. Lead, Lead to, to close. Lead to close. Lead to close conversion. When I implemented my team, we went down to about 32%, which concerned me. But as we trained the team last year, we received 1,300 leads and closed 565 of them. So we were like 42.7 like with the team. Ridiculous. So for, for us, I know we're hitting on all cylinders when that's happening because the clients are still converting like they did when I was doing the pieces that I no longer want to do anymore. But look, this isn't a conversion class, but that is super impressed me. But this is a generating leads class, right? right? When I teach generating leads for realtors, generate more leads than you can handle, it's all around this form right here, maximizing the greatness tracker. So for, what we need to start with is this is a class for the new first-time summit attendees. So how many here are new summit attendees first time? Cool. Keep your hands up. Yep. Now, how many of you keeping your hands up have never used the greatness tracker, know what the greatness tracker is? Only a few. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, to get started, I wanted to, like, I'm like a little awestruck, right? Like, I've been coming to these for five years. I watch the videos. I see the coaches. So Greg's been someone that I've watched almost every one of his videos. And just, that's, that's what he's lot. known that's for. That's right? by the way. That's yeah. Video, social media. But as I get to know him, he's just the implementer on all fronts. And he's just hitting on all cylinders from every tactic that we're supposed to do. And it's just fun to see someone that... You kind of idolize looking at it, and you get to know them, and you just realize they're a grinder. They just get in and do the work consistently and implement at a high level. So thank you so much for yeah. doing that. I did, I did learn that at a young age, but I'll tell you, I was just super distracted. I was low-staffed. I have... I struggled with filling this form out, especially in the beginning when I first got started. Some of you know my story. I started in the business in 2005, and for three years, I was an assistant to a top producer. Like just, And you remember that time. That was obviously when we started having a little bit of compression and brokerage blowing up. And in 2008, my mentor passed away in an ATV accident, and we shut down the whole brokerage. I moved to my current company as a private mortgage banker as an LO, knew nothing about originating, except watching what he did. But I just supported the back end. I was like the LP2, LP1, both of them all the time. And I say that because when I found my new company, I also found the core. I started in level one two months after his passing. I learned about this form. And I learned all the tactics to start getting after it. But it took me... I mean, I started in coaching in 2010 as a student, so that's 11 years ago. And it probably took me three, four years before I finally completed my first greatness tracker. Like literally all, all of them. 
right? Like, how many of you guys struggle with filling this form out? Like, on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, how many of you, uh, 100% in 2021, have filled out the, the greatness tracker? Every single week. Every single week. Look. Boom. Like, those are ten. That's just ridiculous. Well, Rick asked the coaches, and there wasn't a lot of hands that went up for 100%, so let's do 80%. Who thinks they're going to fill it out 80%, 80% of the time? Like, knock that thing out 80% of the time. That's good. Less than 80 the rest of the room. Right? And that's why we're here. How do we who, who thinks we should change the name to the mediocre tracker? Because that's what you do. <laughs> like, raise your hand. Uh, in all seriousness, guys, and I learned this from JJ, but this is where everything starts in the core, right? If you don't do the greatness tracker, you don't have a good lead tracker. If you don't do a good lead tracker, you don't have a good pay log. If you don't have a good pay log, you don't have a good P&L. It feeds everything we do. And right now, I was so excited about this class because it's all about getting back to the basics. Anyone that wants to keep this run going after the market cools down will be the people that consistently do the greatness tracker without fail, make it a non-negotiable. It is their number one job. And they protect the time to do it and get in and do the work. And that's what we want to talk to you guys about. And Greg, I kind of like to start with getting to know why. Like everyone's got the excuses on why they don't get it done. Mm -hmm. And the first question I want to ask before we go to the board, how many people are properly staffed right now? Like how many have the five to one ratio? That's like 80% of the room is not staffed appropriately. Yes. Do you agree? So what Greg and I talked about as we were doing this class, I was like, Greg, that's the first piece, right? Because when you're not appropriately staffed, you're going to get pulled into files. You're just not going to be able to do it unless you make it a super priority. Because you can still do it even without a team. But the team becomes so important on being able to do it really, really well. And what I want to focus on uh, moving forward is there's two ways to complete the form, right? There's great conversations that move relationships forward. And there's checking boxes. Mm. And mm. I think a lot of us, if we're being honest, we're checking boxes sometimes. We're super rushed. We're good soldiers. So we say we're going to make the calls. But, like, how many times have you called someone to build a relationship? And you get in your email and you're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Like, two weeks ago, someone told me something bad. And I said, that's awesome. And I was like, oh, I didn't mean that was awesome because I wasn't paying attention. So it's really getting dialed in to realize what the forms are for. It's not checking boxes. It's great to have it complete. But did you move your relationships forward? Did you go deeper? Did you do what you needed to do? So let's start with, y'all do a little bit of table time real quick, and I'd like to everyone share their why. Like, why are 80% of you not completing it? Like, why what do you... What gets in the way? Let's start, go to the top two things at your table that are getting in the way of you filling out the tracker. Yes. All right, all right, let's start here. Start here. What's two? Anthony, two things that get in the way. Um, we were talking about um, delegating. One. Delegating? Okay. Not scheduled or not honoring the schedule? Not honoring the schedule. Okay. Or both. Depends on the day. Okay, this table. Distraction. LPs or realtors walking into the office. Team interruptions. Uh -huh. Okay. Call reluctance. Call reluctance. 
<laughs> what is called reluctance? Yeah, whatever. I just did that. Yeah. Random. Text and emails coming in. So you looking at them. Yes. How many understand that sometimes we don't have a distraction issue, we have a self-control issue? We don't have a time management issue, you have a self-management issue. Right? Like my time management class does self-management. It's a self-management class, right? You can't manage time. Who's got one? Good one. Something not mentioned. This table. Uh, we have one that can you clarify? Oh, personal distractions. Non-business. Personal. Okay, one more. Because I only got room for one more. You just start out your day and you don't have it in front of you. Oh, preparedness, not proper planning. Yes. What did you say, Brenda? <laughs> so let's first start, I'm going to knock these out, but let's, let's start with talking about how I look at the way to fill that form starts with the theme days. It starts with knowing that, what's Monday? It's the realtor calls, right? And yes, if it's not blocked and prepared and I delegate the team, they're not getting done. We're going to get there. But we first got to talk about making sure that we're following the theme day. Like just knowing that when you're driving into work, you just know like that's the one thing I've got to knock out. Stuart, when do you knock your theme days out? 9.30 to 11. Wow, that was pretty firm. Yes. Committed. Yes. Right? Why do you do it at 9.30 and not 8.30? Um, 8.30, I want to get in. I want to get my day straight. I will get distracted. Like I'll be honest. Like if I don't look at my emails first, I'm worried about it. And did I miss anything? So I get into the office at 8.30. I like to get in, look at everything team meeting at 9, and then 9.30, my door shuts, and everyone knows to leave me alone. Hmm. So what I heard was I get distracted by thinking that something might be in my inbox if I don't get in there and clear it out. And then I'm okay going a couple hours on my calls because I have cleared them out, and nothing's that important that it can go an hour. Would you all agree? Yep. Right. Well, we are brain surgeons, right? Like, everything's super important all the oh, time, yeah, yeah. and, like, if we don't answer an email immediately, then the world ends, right? Because yeah. that's how important yeah. we are. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yes. I'll tell you that um, this is a game changer. And when you get to the point where you can hire this person, having that LP1 admin that's in your email, like my LP1 lead intake was in my emails all the time because leads would go straight to my email, even though I said use the team line, use the team hotman, use this, the hey, Greg at the Nova Home Loans, and it would still come direct there. And then I would be on two hour call block. I'd get out and I'd see three leads, and it would frustrate me because it wasn't speedy, right? So, so on this been, one, I think email, we should circle and circle and circle. There's I think, markers up there. You can do that. Yeah, like Rick Ruby's one of the most efficient, productive men we know, right? You think it's any secret that he doesn't have email? Nortex. Like, think about it. I put that together. Like, he doesn't Nortex. have. Yeah. Nortex. Yeah, Nortex. Right? Right? Like, so no he's, email. He's blocked that whole distraction up. But let's go back. So you have that 930 time. So it's early in the morning. Are you at high energy or low energy at 930 in the morning? High, high. So I can overcome objections, overcome call reluctance. I'm going to get less distracted. I just came out of my team meeting. Why would you do your team meeting before? Why wouldn't you just do your team meeting at noon? Yeah, you got to delegate. got to make sure everything's getting handled. Right? I'm on top of my pipeline. Someone asked me a question on one of those calls. Hey, what's going on with this? And I'm like, oh, I just got out of my team meeting. 
right? Or, hey, let me get so-and-so to call you back. You're going to be around for like an hour? Cool. I'll have them call you in about an hour when I'm done with my calls, right? I personally use phone burner, and I don't know anyone. Like, you should just use phone burner. Like, if you make excuses, uh, there's a delay, there's this, there's that. It is there. You pick the list, you hit dial, you go. It will keep you from not doing your job. And it's just so easy. So it's just set up and ready to go. And this is the cool thing with phone burner, guys. Sometimes I want to rip through a bunch of calls. Sometimes I want to have more deliberate calls. I still pull up my list. I just manually dial from there, but my list is still in front of me. My notes are there, everything I need to see. Because there's some days I just want to get through calls, but like on listing agent calls, I want them to be better. And if I'm being honest, phone burner stresses me out. Because the name pops up and I'm not sure what's going on and I'm not dialed in. Yeah, I think that's a great use of technology, but when used properly, right? I agree, you can't, I can't use that. For me personally, I can't do it on listing agents because there's so much data. Like, how many deals did they do? I, maybe I have a question in there. Maybe I gotta look back at my notes as to what the last conversation was from last week, where we're at with the files. So that just takes more for me. So I have a, literally a Tuesday update sheet that I have. And if you email the concierges, they'll give you all of our stuff. There's some things that are on our, our handouts that we have. But that's not one of them. Now, so I'd like to know, like, how is your Monday start out? So mine is very similar. First, like, work out, get the energy going, get into work. I'm there an hour early so I can prepare for my whole day. Now, really, my Monday started Sunday night, right? Like, I'm, I already looked at my week at a glance. I know what's coming up. I know what meetings I have. How dressed up do I need to be? Do I need the suit or the sports jacket for Monday, or can I just go in with the button-down business attire? Well, it's just waist up in the new world, too, so you don't yeah, well, always have shorts. Yeah, I'm in Arizona, so <laughs> Arizona is now more open and such. And, and that brings up a good point. There's two trackers in your books right now. There's the COVID tracker that's on the front that shows you have to have 100 contacts. And I say contacts, not calls. Because if you are in face-to-face or you're doing Zoom face-to-face or it's a phone call, it goes in the hundred. But on the back of that piece of paper, it shows the other original tracker, which we'll eventually go back to at some point in time, which has face-to-face and break bread, which we'll talk about. But that allows for a different thing of drive time. Yeah. And we'll get into the hacks for that later. So let's stay on track. So for me, it's the same thing. I can control my mornings better when I control how I start my day. You control the controllables, right? And if I can knock my calls out in the morning and same routine, get in, meet with my admin, get caught up, what do I need to do? Cool, what's the day look like? Great, team meeting, slam through the pipeline, 15, 20 minutes. Now my branch, we do 40 to 50 loans myself. I've got seven loan officers, 130, 150 deals closing. There's a lot going on, but I can finish my meeting in 15 minutes or less. Now, Mondays, Mondays, I do a 9 a.m. branch, like, hangout. So we're all on Zoom. Even though you're in the office, I have people out of the office on Zoom. So we go around and, hey, what'd you do this weekend? What'd you do this weekend? What'd you do this weekend? What'd you do? One fun thing. One fun thing. One fun thing. And we just go around, just builds camaraderie. It cuts down the chitty chat later on in the day. It's fun. It literally takes me 19 to 20 minutes. I'm done with that. I do my team meeting. We're done in 10 to 15. From there, I go right, because my admin is watching the emails, I can just go right into calls. So I cruise right in. Now, I still use Excel spreadsheet. I don't have, we, we actually, after my call with you, we got phone burner. Yeah. I just haven't implemented it yet. I have the, the Excel spreadsheet loaded all up. We're ready to go when I get back. But I'm doing just an old school Excel spreadsheet, punch the phone. I call from my cell phone. I want them to pick up. I, some people are calling from their office phone that they don't, 
the agent might not see the phone number, recognize the number, and like, I'm okay leaving a voicemail. No, I want the conversation. Quick clarification, Greg. Like, if you don't have phone burner, that's not an excuse to not call. And the reason I say that, like, when you meet with people in the database, like, how many times have you met, I'm working on it. As soon as I get that perfect CRM, I'm going to be dialed in. So I don't mm -hmm. want you to leave here and go, man, I'm making the calls after I get that phone burner thing. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks later, you don't have phone burner and you feel like it's justified. So the point is, it's got to be a list of names. You can't be looking it up. You've got to be ready to dial. You've got to know what you're going to talk about. You've got to go in ready. Like, so there's no thought that you have to worry about. Like, we're leaving the summit. If you don't know what to call about on Monday, please call me because you've been asleep the whole time. Like, there's a thousand things we can call on from this, and you can just start putting the list together. Well, so think about it. So when you, both of us have a thing where you're coming in prepared, right? So I come in, the desk is clear, Brenda. The list is on my desk. My water is full. My email is open or closed? Closed. Closed. The little ding things don't hey, ding on my computer. Please I write this down. Closed. Like, if you don't get anything out of this class, write down ding, ding, ding. You cannot do a call block with your email open ever, ever, ever. I don't care what you tell yourself. You will get distracted. You will look at it. Guys, we're all kind of built the same way. Even though I have 10 LPs that do the work, if I see an email... I will be in my mind. Did they respond quickly? Did they stay right? Did they handle the guy? And I'm just not focused. You cannot have it open ever. You just see, it's just, it's a distraction, right? We all get it. And, and like Randall said, like, you see, like the phone, like the day, it, there comes the text, right? Like, don't do it. Yeah. And so if I can block it out by just not having it open, great. Now look, if you're, if you're like, nah, I don't have someone that's looking at my email, I gotta be in there. No, you don't. You don't. Go for 40 minutes and then take a break and look at your email. Go for another 40, take a break and look at your email. Like, I can do it when I was a solopreneur. It's just way easier when my admin's in the email. Yes? How do you take notes about your call conversation so that, you know, you can reference it in future calls? Do you have your CRM open while you're making the calls? Do you just write on paper and still leave your CRM? Andrew, I'm going to repeat it so everyone can hear. And he said, how do you take notes on your calls so you know what's going on? And Greg, I'm going to let you answer because I know that was a big thing for me that I used to want to do in an email. And I wanted to email somebody about something I needed to do right there, and then I'm in email. And I could justify that it made sense because I needed to do it. But how do you handle that? Yeah, so mine is, my list is printed out. It's Excel, and it has a little note section, and I write in there whatever I'm going to do. If it was email them that thing or check on the appraisal or, hey, their son's birthday is coming up, I put the notes in there. My admin will then input whatever needs to be in the CRM or remind me later, hey, here's that handwritten note for so-and-so. Hey, here's the one that they just referred. Hey, don't forget to follow up on that lead. Or the email goes out from her and says, hey, we're, we're going to do something for your son. Right? So, Andrew, I use Phoneburner. I created a field called Last Conversation. And I literally in there put the last conversation I had. Because, guys, my memory gets worse every year. Like, I could have the best conversation with you and you could tell me something. If I don't have a note, I'm going to call you and go, well, how was last week? Stuart, I told you I was at a funeral. I mean, I'm sorry. So I just put the notes in there so that it's right up in front of me. And when you get used to phone burner, when you're pulling up your call list, you can have your notes show right there. And I can quickly see, like, I need to call him and see how his kid's baseball game went or whatever was going on. It takes all the me worrying about the last conversation out of play. Guys, this is not a wait until the end Q&A class. Like, just like Andrew did, I want everyone asking questions while we're doing this. We thought about what we wanted to provide, but this is about you guys. So we will go down whatever path you take us as long as we stay on topic. Chris asked what the industry norm is. I believe it's 22% lead to close. And we are not the norm. So you better beat 22% if you're in the core. 
or like we're going to work on it. It's just that means you're just converting two out of ten. You guys know your uh, application to funding. Well, uh, it, and, and Chris, awesome. You can catch us after at like maybe one of the lunches. That's a conversion class. Yeah. Right, so anything related to the greatness tracker, fair game for you guys. So, like, when you do the greatness tracker, like, I come in on Monday, I've got my greatness tracker. I pull everything else out with that one, right? And so I do, I do my calls, and then do you have, like, your relative list, your greatness tracker there? And then as the days progress, like, for me, the problem is getting back to the greatness tracker throughout the week. So the challenge is that, like, just filling it out. Like, not the activity, right? So the question was really how do you get back to the, to like, have the tracker fill the thing out, right? So, uh, like, I'll go for me. Rick once told me, he said, your tracker shouldn't be scanned in and look all pretty and typed out. Yes. Your tracker shouldn't come in all pretty, clean, and not. It should come in crumbled up, coffee stains, and notes on it. I think you'll even see mine has notes on the side of it. Like, I literally use it like a notepad. Right. So and that's I what I really would say. Big thing, the back, I printed out on legal paper and the back side is my notes for the week. And I literally don't go anywhere without it because it's my data that I'm tracking and all my notes on the stuff that I need to do. So for me, I, I, I have a clipboard in my backpack and I just slide it in there, but it gets crumbled up. It gets crumbled up a lot. It gets the folds are caught, right? So look, my, so my background, I was a personal trainer. I trained at a high-end health club. It was five grand to join and 250 a month. There were Ferraris and Bentleys and valets. I mean, it was, it's the village. It's crazy. I was paid a hundred bucks an hour to train these people. I got them. If I trained them Monday, Wednesday, Friday for one hour, I was 2% of the waking hours with them. I was the number one trainer with the highest renewal rate. I was getting spa treatments, Nike shoes, like every month, top trainer. And I only say this because the reason was they all had to fill out a greatness tracker. They all had a journal. They all had to tell me what they did at the 98% of the time, waking hours that I didn't have them. How many steps did you take? How much did you work out? What did you eat? Did you eat the cookie? Because that's not going to help you work out. And they would turn it into me at, at the next workout. Hey, what did you do the last couple of days? Turn in your book. Let's do your warm-up. And I'm looking at the book. I'm like, dude, what are you eating? What are you doing? And then I could make little adjustments. But what did I know was going to happen if they were writing that stuff down? I was reviewing it. I was giving them feedback. Were they getting better or worse? Better. Were they getting results? Yeah. The tracker is, the greatness tracker is the same thing. Are you going to close more loans? Are you going to get more deals? Are you going to build and deepen those relationships? If that form is maximized, if you carry it with you like your business journal, right? It's literally your activity that you're logging. Did I talk to that? So I'm in the car and I talked to a couple people. I'm not the guy that looks at his phone at the end of the day and tries to figure out who I talked about. How many of you have done that? Oh, look, wow. Oh my gosh. Like, that's just great. Like, I can't, I'm looking at the number. I'm like, what, what's that phone? Like, if it's not a name and a contact in my phone, I'm looking at a phone number. I'm like, who is that? Do I call them back? Oh, I got their voicemail. Oh, it was Randall. Right? Like, and Greg, Randall's not in my phone. But. Greg, to jump in here too, like, guys, you gotta fill it out honestly so your coach knows how to coach you. Like, if it's completely full and you're not closing any leads, we gotta work on your personality. That's what you're lying. Yeah. If it's not full, then we know what the problem is. It's so funny, when I first started in the core, I um, got put on the bottom 10 call. And I was doing big numbers. So I get on there and I quickly realize I'm like raising my hand and Rick finally says, what? I go, Rick, I just filled the form out wrong. He goes, well, you're too dumb to fill the form out. You're still on the call. Mm. You didn't give me the right data. So I had two weeks of getting yelled at even though I was there. So the data is how the coach coaches you. So that's what I tell people. Like, I'll see them every now and then. I'm like, it's full every time, but your lead tracker is not. 
we've got a sales problem right now. Most of the time, it is an activity problem, mm-hmm. but this form will tell your coach how it to coach us. you and where to help you. Because I can't follow that client around the 98% of the time. I don't follow my students around, right? So, and for me, it's a look in the mirror. Like, you literally look in the mirror at the end of the day and go, how did I show up today? And can I just be a little better tomorrow, right? Don't beat yourself up about it. It's just, can I be a little better? But if I'm not stepping on the scale at the end of the day and go, did I make my calls? Did I hit my theme? Like, the theme days is just the fix for it all. Right. It gives you purpose in the day to say, all right, if I call 40 realtors, it's going to start me on this track. If you're doing a good 10, 15, 20 loans, there's a lot of calls to be made on Tuesday to fill up the tracker and doing your Tuesday update calls. Now, how do you do your Tuesday updates? I know you just said you don't do firm burner for the listing agents. How do you do it for the buyers? And one thing I do slightly different and it still fits in the model. So I don't think I'm going to get yelled at. I start Monday morning with the buyer side of my pipeline. And these are my people. These are who's referring me the most business. They are the ones I want to talk to. A lot of them are my friends. And what it does for me is there's no call reluctance to call people I really like that I have a deal going with. And I get to see what's going on in my pipeline. That's a good warm-up. Do you call them first or just sporadic in there? No, like that's how I start. So my buyer side of my pipeline is loaded in. And I use phone burners dial for that because it's people I know. I'm not worried about it. I'll look at the files. I go over everything. And what it does for me, Greg, is I know my pipeline. Mm. So I do my listing agent calls on Tuesday. I've talked to all the buyer's agents. I know if the listing agent's being difficult. I know if there's something they need to know. And for me, it just gets me started. So after I go through that, I hit the rest of my top 40, and it just makes it so much easier. Now, where you you put the same thing. You put the notes in phone burner for the on that those Monday calls. But where are you putting your notes about those listing agents on the Tuesday calls? If you're not using phone burner, I do, but I use it manually. So when I say Ah. I'm not using it, I use phone burner. I just don't use the automated dial function. So you choose your list, Uh you hit dial. But instead of dialing the number on your phone, it creates a log in there for you. One more reason why Monday will be phone burner. And then I pull up the log and I manually go into it. So I'm still tracking who have I spoken to? What did I speak to, speak to them about? What have I cool. done so far? Have I asked this listing agent for a referral yet? I put the note in there. Nice. I like that. I like that. Now, what, b- b- before I go there for questions, is it the same time? On Tuesdays, the yeah. nine, get out of my team meeting and go on Tuesday. 9.30 to 11. Same here, same here. Yes. Okay, question. Chad. How I understand this is Monday realtor calls, you're giving them their update on Monday. Yes. That's how I do it too. And then that's like client retention, uh, account retention day is Monday, keeping our people happy, right? Yes. Tuesdays, don't get new agents, account acquisition mode. 100%. Can you repeat that back? So what Chad said is Monday is retention. You're calling your top agents to make sure they're happy and they're not leaving you. And then when the pipeline calls, that's sales day, right? We're trying to convert those people. And Chad, that's exactly how I look at it. Like my Tuesday calls are my sales calls. My Monday calls are my keep everybody happy, make sure we're doing a good job call. What I see a lot of students do is like on their, on their Tuesday updates, they're trying to like Talk to the agents they know, and then go to the listing agent. It's a different mindset, right? They're hunting on Tuesdays. Awesome. Yes. So my biggest challenge, and it's been a challenge that I've had for years, is not call reluctance, but like call terror. So. Can you describe what call terror is? <laughs> oh, good one. That Tuesday, you know, the, the, the hunting day, if you will. Monday. Uh, Monday. You talking okay Tuesday okay so uh, and for that matter Monday you know Monday because at some point you got to meet with people do stuff with them you know whatever um, 
What are you talking about on a Tuesday call? I love it. Let's go backwards to Monday and then talk Tuesday. So Monday, yes. right? So I look at Monday, and this is, it goes back to the preparedness. So Mark, I appreciate you bringing that up. And the question was, what do you talk about, right? And the preparedness for me is sometimes I'll go around the office to the other LOs, like, hey, dude, what's something you're going to talk about your, to your agents today? Right. If you're on any, how many of you have a group text going with your fellow coaching students? Right. One of the things I leverage with the core is it's a community. Right. Can I text the other two on my call that are in different states, different times? And they're like, hey, what are you guys talking to your agents about today? Like, what, what should we all be talking about on Monday, this Monday, this coming Monday, three days from now with our agents? This great event I went to that's teaching realtors how to make more money. And how to build business. their team, how to grow a business, how to track their money. When can we grab a coffee? Let's do one minute of table time. Let's come up with two or three things that you talk about with your agents on Monday. Maybe it's from the summit now. Maybe it's something that you've done in the past, the loan program, the event you've got coming up. Go ahead and put, put a couple down and then we'll go around. Let's start back here. Let's start back here. This table. A couple talking points. We just talked about I'm just reaching out to my agent talking about successes of getting offers accepted. Awesome. So kind of third party validation kind of stuff that I can talk to my agents about. This table over here. Yes. Like, what reasons did y'all talk about the call? Promoting for an event. Promoting for an event? That's awesome. Absolutely. What else? Jay? Um, he said to be And then also solutions about when the offers are going to be Cool. So tactics for the realtors. Okay. Something different. Who has the golden nugget? Who has the thing they call Chad? Ours was like the account executive style. Talk to the leads, talk to the three or two buyers, and I give something and give something Okay, like going over what you've been working on them with, like any deals you have in process, kind of where they are. Randall, you guys come up with something different? Yeah, just a lot of personal check-ins. I mean, when you have these relationships, you know, you're just talking. You might even talk about business. Yeah. So is it a per yeah, personal? What'd you do this weekend? Yeah. Are you going, like, again, everyone's different areas, right? Like, for me, it's like, oh, my God, it's opened up now in Arizona. Where'd you go to eat? How busy was it? Oh, my God, how did it feel? That's great. What did you say? I'm sorry. Same thing, like, back in the account executive, you just come by your office, you come with a ton of, yeah. here's what's going on. You always have a product, a plan, and I just keep posting on my desk, and I hear things throughout the week. There you go. It's an ongoing list, I'll just pick the most topical I like that. I like that. Guys, I want to jump in here with one quick thought, like, Call no matter what. If you don't have anything to say, how was your weekend? Did you play? Did you do that? Like, call regardless. But coming up with something big to talk about is really important for one reason for me, is Rick pointed out I leave really bad voicemails. And I want to have a good voicemail to leave so I can start getting people to call me back. I'm super focused now. Like, I'm tracking how many voicemails did I leave and how many did they call me back. Because if you call me, say you're an insurance agent, and you call me and you go, hey, Stuart, just seeing how the family's doing. I'm like, my family's doing well and I'm busy. I'm never calling you back. Hey, Stuart, I've got another lender that's doing something super cool to generate business. I'd love to share it with you. Give me a call back. I'm Ooh. calling that guy back every time. So Ooh, we've got to have value-added stuff on our mind. You can still just catch up with them. But think, if I leave a voicemail today, are they going to call me back? 
The voicemail, like the insurance agent scenario, right? Like they call on me all the time and it's like, hey, Stuart, just seeing how you're doing, anything we can help with, I'll call you if I need you, I'm busy. And I'm sure that's how agents feel about us all the time, right? But if, I, if they, he calls me and says, hey, I'm working with another lender that's got a really cool strategy that's generating more business, I'd love to share it with you. Can you call me back? Yeah, or how about I just this weekend met with a realtor that averages 50 sides, his name's Data Trader, and I just learned a cool tactic that he uses to mine his database. Hey, give me a buzz. Let's grab a coffee. Let's talk for five minutes. And guys, let's always flip it, right? Like if someone's calling me, what is the value add of them calling me and why would I call them back? Because we're calling people that are super busy asking them to take time out of their day and they know we're calling for business, right? Like you can't hide that. I'm not the guy that tries to be everyone's friend because that's just not my personality. I'm very business focused. So what can I do to help their business that they'll take a few minutes out of their day to call me back? Now, the other question was on was in regards to Tuesday, Tuesday talking points. Yeah. For me, the Tuesday talking point is a Tuesday update. So I'm like, hey, I'm calling to update you on the deal. Here's what's going on. I'm on time to close. Guys, I'm glad we haven't done business together yet. I've heard this twice now, and I've just started implementing it. You know how you hear something, you're like, that's the best idea in the world, and you never do it. And then you hear it again, and you start doing it. Like, the listing agent call initially needs to be, oh, my goodness, how did you win this listing? This property looks amazing. How many offers did you get? How are you dealing with that right now? Like, let's dig into their biggest concerns right now. I will talk to them about the file and tell them everything's okay. But, like, calling them to ask them and give them honor I wrote that down and started it yesterday when I heard it. No, write it down now again, circle it, and then if you're like me, I take the implementation items, and I know they're really good because it was like number two on my list, and it was like number nine on my list. Like, I just keep writing it down. Keep writing this one down. Yes. So one thing I heard yesterday to add that, I'm the other vendors of culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and so that takes it a step back, and I love these for the greatness tracker calls, too. Like, I'm telling my clients, like, you have to call me when you make an offer. And I tell them, like, this is a partnership between me, you, and the realtor. If we don't all work together, well, you're not going to win. And it's so funny. I was out of town last Saturday, and my agent called and texted, like, three times. I'm really good friends with him. I'm like, I'm doing this. He's like, call me back. The client won't let me make an offer until they talk to you. Because I train them that that's what they have to do. And I text him and say, tell them you talk to me, and they can make the offer. He's like, okay. <laughs> but that's, that's what it good. is that's good and this is the other quick hack to write down when you call the listing agent to get them to win their offer everyone's like they're fully pre-approved they've got great credit everything's great talk about appraisals right now their biggest concern is if they accept your offer do you have a local appraisal what are you seeing right now I know like in the realtor's eyes they're like I know I'm selling this 80000 above you think you can even get close to it like I address the appraisal the first thing Want to let you know the client looks great, but more importantly, we're local and we have a local appraisal panel. So our appraisers are coming in quicker and better than most. I really hope I get to work with you. That's our number one concern right now. Let's address their fear. Yeah, so you mentioned using uh, phone lines for your Tuesday update for your Um, my assistant's job is to load that as soon as we get it. And what it's called in there, you can do tags in phone burner. So I've got one that's called top 40, one that's called VIP. It's called pipeline slash BA for buyer's agent, pipeline slash LA for listing. So that question, just to repeat the question, was how are you keeping the phone burner updated? How do you keep the list? And the same for me. So if I'm, like, taking someone off the list or adding someone on the list, 
my admin just updates it. But it used to be just me, and so I would have the Excel spreadsheet up, and I would just add the person's name and info. So it, it just it has to continue to be updated. So that's a great question. Right now, write this down. This is the biggest tactic I'm going to give you that changed my business. How many times have you guys called the listing agent four times, had great conversations, everything went well, and then that's where it went? No follow-up. Like, raise your hand if you do four calls. You're like Jerry Maguire. They love you. And then you're like, they're going to send me business. I called them four weeks. They're not sending you business yet. Like, they opened the door for you. So my big hack with phone burner, the fifth week, they're still in phone burner after closing. I call the listing agent, and I say, let's do a quick role play. Hey, Greg, it's Stuart from Cornerstone. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. I just wanted to call you on 123 Main Street. My buyers were super happy. The buyer's agent said you're one of the best listing agents they've ever worked with. How did your seller feel about the transaction? Oh, they loved it, and they loved getting a lot of money. Man, that is awesome. Well, you guys have been amazing to work with. And I'll be honest, Greg, you're one of the agents I want to work with. Do you have a go-to lender you're sending all your business right now? I do. I do, but, man... I don't know. I think they're just understaffed because they're not getting back to me that fast. I'm glad you called. So right there, guys, I'm in phone burner. I changed the tag from pipeline slash LA to top 40. And then they pop in my top 40 list that I look at every Monday, and I've got a plan to continually follow up with them. If they say, I've got a guy for 22 years, his name's Greg Gale, and he does better videos than you, I say, thank you. I'm probably never getting your business. They don't go anywhere, and I move on. You should still keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, uh, let's talk to some of the new people. One of the biggest mistakes I've ever made is I think I can make everyone like me. Everyone does not like me. I have chased lists for years that are never going to send me business. So at this point in my career, I'm more selective. And we talked about earlier, Nikki Salter had a great class, like decide who you want to work with. If I call them four times and they never return my call, I'm never going to be in a relationship with that person. Yeah. They do business different than I do business. So I'm just not the type of person that I want to chase. Yes, cool. Well, let's jump to Wednesday. So Wednesday's TBD day. TBDs are lasting a little a little longer these days. How many agree the sales cycle is a little longer? we got to hang in there a little longer. If you had a 10-week follow-up plan, it's got to be 15 weeks, right? you got to keep hitting them. So what are you doing for your Tuesday updates? Wednesday? Yeah. So I'm Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday, TBD updates. Yeah, the TBD updates. Wednesday, I've got a slightly different approach on that. Wednesdays are my favorite days, guys. Is it I still feel, the same time? Let me start there. Still it the is. same time? It, it's got, I have a 9.30 to 11 block on Wednesday, but Wednesday I try to call all day. Every downtime, because we get so many leads, right? Like uh, I've got my lead tracker up and I'm getting through my hour and a half, but then uh, the rest of the day I am going. Guys, I did this when refinances were so crazy. Wednesdays is a big refinance day for me. Because I get my team to pitch them, and then I'm not getting distracted from my purchase. Mm. So when I start those, I see which refis we pick that are deals, mm -hmm. and I bang those out real quick. And most Great. Wednesdays, I get three to five logs. Cool. Blocked in the calendar. Blocked in the calendar is in my lead tracker. The other big, big thing I'm focused on right now, if they do the consultation with me, and they send me all docs and let me pre-approve them, I told you I have a 43% conversion ratio. Like, they're probably my client, so I stay in touch with them, but I'm heavily focused on who's did a pre-qual and not a pre-approval. And if they haven't sent docs, I'm calling them, and behind that, I call the agent. So if Greg's my client and he hadn't sent me docs, I call him, he's like, I'm going to get to it. I call Chad, my agent, and go, Chad, do you have Greg in the car right now looking at homes? Yeah, we looked all last weekend. Chaddy hasn't sent me any docs. Even if you find a home, he's not going to get his offer accepted. Can you give him a call and light a fire for me? Because I don't want you driving him around 
if he's so not. So you're calling the agent of the TBD and the TBD. 100%. That, write that down. How, like I can double up to maximize my tracker. And like, you know, I, I love the fact that if I'm calling the agent of the TBD, that's an agent that's actively out there working, prospecting, getting leads, sending them to me. I want to stay very engaged with them. Do you have any more people that you would like me to call today? Right? I want to ask for business. Yes. So how, how are you kind of trimming that down? Because you're top 40. Are you calling the same agent three days in a row? Um, not usually, right? So in phone order, I know when I called them because it gives me a timestamp. So if I'm going to talk to them on Monday and I've got a file, I'll quickly pull up my lead tracker and see if there's any that we need to talk about. But there's sometimes that I do call them a couple of times because I just forget to update them on something that I should have. Right. So you got the Monday top 40. You got an active file for your update on Tuesday. You got a pre-call. TBD on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, that's what I told you for the top 40, though. He's asking, are you sometimes calling them three times in a row? Like, are you calling the top 40? Are you calling them on the pipeline day? And then are you calling them on the prospect day? I do the buyer side of my pipeline Monday as part of my top 40, so I've already covered that. Because that was a thing for me. Like, when I had the list in there, I'm a good soldier. So I was like, I just called them, but it says to call them again, so I'm calling them again. And I wanted to get more efficient on stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And again, this goes back to the preparedness, right? If I'm in my team meeting, I'm going over my lead tracker, talking to my lead LP1 intake, they're going to tell me. Like, I know who's sending us deals and not. If you're not paying attention, then you will have that mistake. Well, dude, we just talked the other day. Oh, yeah, my bad. It just does, It's not a good look. It doesn't look professional. Being prepared. Great question, because you could end up doing that if you weren't paying attention. Yep. Okay. So for me, I'm sending out, like, I blast out the videos on Wednesday. Hey, you know, do you need a therapist? Hey, hang in there. You know, because right now it's just a crazy market. And then I'm calling, as I've got over 200 TBDs. So I'm literally calling, like, the top 30 that I can nail within an hour. And then I'm moving on to whatever the rest of my day looks like. I can't call them all. But I do rotate. So within about, I mean, it's six weeks, I'll hit them all with at least an impactful voicemail or a talk to to those people. I have to. Sometimes I rotate in with the team. So I'll say, hey, I need you, Randall, I need your help today, man. Can you call like 30 of these people? They're just stacking up. I just want to make sure they haven't just gone and ditched out to a two-year lease somewhere. Like, let's find out. Let's punt some of these people if they're out, out of the game. Hey, I just signed a two-year lease. I'm out. I'm just got super frustrated. And for me, that's a fail on my part. I didn't catch him on time to be their counselor. Dude, hang in there. In two years, I don't know where rates are going to be. That house is going to have appreciated 40% in Arizona. Don't do that. Let's talk this through. Let's get your agent on a three-way call real quick. Let me call your agent to save their commission check. That's 15 grand that I'm losing for the agent right now because I'm not in touch with the TBDs. And, and Greg, that's mindset, so thank you. Like, everyone listening to that, but you just mentioned something. So we've been focused on the calls, but you mentioned videos, which is part of the greatness tracker. Where are you dialing in your videos? As far as theme days go, we're talking about calls, but I want to, since you brought it up, like, where are your videos fitting into that? Yeah, that's probably, that's the first one of the week that for sure is on purpose because it is the TBD videos. They go out every Wednesday. I shoot them on Wednesday. My gal loads them all up into, into, um, bomb bomb so it's all in one little list i shoot the video she blasts it out later and then i make the phone calls after then i can say hey randall did you give me a video hey man just checking to make sure you got my video because look how many how many people call people they didn't get their emails because they got caught in spam or something like never rely on one form of communication never rely on one form of communication phone call voicemail text message video email do you have another email i literally had an agent that said hey i didn't get that email from greg to my LP1 marketing gal. 
And she's like, I'm like, oh, no, I know I sent that email. And I'm, I'm like literally sweating. I'm like, oh, no, did I not send that email? It was literally the email for my lead conversion template to send me leads. I was like, how did I not send that thing? I go into my sent box. It's that one. It's her email. Do you know what the ex- email extension was? Hotmail. <laughs> so I send it and I look and I screenshot it. I text it to her and she's like, yeah, that's right. And you're not in my spam, not in my junk. I'm like, you got another one? She gives me another one. It's a Gmail. It goes right through. Right. But my bad for not texting her after I sent the first email to say, hey, I just sent that over. Did you get it? It went three days and she replied back to me. I want to get better at videos. I want everyone to write this down because I want him to break it down tactically a little bit for me. And I'm going to copy someone's notes. Like, talk to me about your TVD videos that you do. Like, you, you, is it a blast to everyone? It's a blast to all 230 whatever that there are right now. It happens before 9 a.m. on Wednesday when I'm with my admin because she says, where do you want the TBDs? And I'm like, throw them in BombBomb, throw them in the text system, and we're going to mass text them and mass email video them. And what's your video? Give us a quick rundown of what's your... Yeah. Hey, I know the market's super crazy. Hang in there. Reach out to me. Reach out to your agent. Let's talk this through. There's a lot of crazy stuff, but you're seeing interest rates are still at a, a historic low. You're seeing appreciation is an all-time high. We still want to get you in these houses, but hang in there. You will get a house. Guys, write this down. Like, we've all got so many leads we're chasing. There's no way to call every one of them. He's hitting them with one form of communication to stay in front of them, and then he is literally following up with a call with everyone that the he phone can. Calls, right? I don't do that right now, but I will. that will be one of my takeaways from this because I and get even, two more of them at that point. Yeah, look, and when I, was had, when I had like 80, which was way better, the market's good, enough inventory, we've got like 80, I can call like 20, 30 every week and knock and stay in touch every other week with them. That was a great formula for me. But the videos have just been a consistent thing, right? Like, hey, we, I just sent out a video. Um, it was Tuesday. We got here. So I had to send out my videos for Tuesday, and I did a 2-1 buy-down. I'm like, hey, check out where the <laughs> rates are at. Three and a half, two and a half. One, would you like a one and a half interest rate? You can have it. Here's today's pricing. Here's what it is in a $400,000 home. Send it out. You've intrigued me, Greg. Give me a call. Team calls them back. Hey, here's what it is. Right? Like, just something to keep them engaged with me. Home buyer workshop, budgeting tips, do's and don'ts video, right? How many of you have a do's and don'ts checklist that you give to them, right? So I think it was uh, Jane mentioned it yesterday in her home buyer book, right? So why not turn that into a video that you send out to them? Hey, just a quick check. Don't quit your job. Save money. Don't close your credit card. Two things. One on that. I've created my top ten into job form and I make them sign it. We don't even track it. I just want to say that, that again. The top 10, we've got the top 10 loan commandments. I have created okay. it into a job form that goes out during our process and I make them sign it. Not the purpose of this class, but I love the, I didn't know I couldn't quit my job. Dude, you signed it. You read it. I don't know if so you, you read it. You, some of you may not know that form. It was the thou shalt not quit yes. their job. Thou shalt not run up their credit card. That is a form that someone created, one of the coaches a long time ago. Uh, it, again, it's like, it, like people are laughing about it, right? It creates a little impact in them when, the, when you show it to the borrower or you email it and make them sign it on yes. DocuSign, right? Thou shalt not quit their job. Yes. I mean, right. How many For of you sure. had, we've all had it happen. Okay. Yeah, are you cutting a fresh video every Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not canned. Yeah, yeah. I'm more, so, uh, that was, the question was, is, is it just like canned video? Is it a fresh video every Wednesday? It's a fresh video every Wednesday. Like I, like get comfortable with videos. Just, just get over it. Right? So, and we're going to finish theme days, but that's my next question. How many people in here consistently do videos? That's pretty good. 50% maybe? Yeah. Two yeah. years ago, it was like five people. 
right? So it's getting better. The yes. other 50% that didn't raise their hand, just, just get over it. Just get used to it. it. It's just the thing, right? And so those are like the fresh videos, right? When we get to the video section, I'll, I'll talk more about the videos. Uh, let's do Thursday. Fast yep. client day. What yep. are you doing for fast client? So this is the honest portion of the class, right? Like I am, and everyone says this, so I feel like I'm just in the middle of the mix and I'm average now, but I am a rock star Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I do really good. Um, I typically am at 90 combos by the end of the day, Wednesday. Like I really try to do 40, 30, 20 is how I try to schedule it. So I can, uh, that's what I'm getting to. How's my Thursday? So this is the honest answer. Every summit I've ever been to, my top two items are do my database calls and do my VIP calls. And I do them after the summit, kind of like when you want to get in good shape and you sign up at the gym and you go for three days and then you realize you don't, you realize you don't like it and you quit. So what I did, knowing I'm coming into the summit, no needs have zero or 110. So if I can't do it completely perfect, I just don't do it. It's really smart, right? It is not smart by any means. So what I have now for Thursday and Friday, I have a 30 minute block I started with. I use phone burner. I have them preloaded. I'm going to make myself Thursday and Friday, and I haven't missed it since I did this, and I'm going to call for 30 minutes. And it's muscle memory, it's habits, so over time, I'm going to grow that to 45 minutes. And then over time, I'm going to grow it to the time period that I'm completing the task and cannot feel like a loser when I leave here. Oh, it's like a muscle. Yes, it is. Yeah, very good. Question? Okay, so Thursday, how are you doing? Because I'm not a great example here, but I am getting better. So this is part of the 80%, right? So 80% that gets done just got done till Wednesday. And then Friday, I love Fridays, but Thursdays are like, I did, I, I'll give you the, the go back two years ago, pre-refi, <laughs> letter of the week calls. My team and I did letter of the week calls. We would load them up. There'd be 30 each that we would all do. And we did it three years straight until COVID. And we were so buried, we just literally stopped doing it. So we just got back to the letter of the week calls, and that was my thing. I just want, I wanted to get in front of all of them. And so rather than have like, hey, here's your top 50, I literally just do letter of the week calls. It's every Thursday. It's letter of the week. It's blocked out in the calendar. Going back three years on closings or like we're five, five. Because I have three other people on the team. So it's not just me doing them. I do them and then we rotate through. Guys, write this down. Like we are the salespeople. We have to generate leads. We have to convert them. We can't offset that. But our team can make some database calls. Like some of these cases, they had a better relationship with the client or the person than I did because they work with them more. So they can absolutely check in with them for us and tee us up if something's going on. For sure. Like, hey, that sounds great, Greg. Let me set a call with Stuart right now so he can follow up with you. Absolutely. They check in, identify the need, and pitch it back to us because we yeah. can't get to all of them. Yeah. Now, just to tie, keep tying into the videos, how do you do your videos to your past clients? So I dumbed the video process down because, again, I wasn't doing it, and I was tired of not doing it. So I send a video every Wednesday morning before 9 o'clock, and it goes to everybody. There's about 2,300 people. It is prospects. It is agents. It is past clients. And what wow, I do. Everybody. 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 I just cool. shoot it. And what I do, and I've got, I bet I did 80 deals last year off of that video. And what I do is I get the market update report from, I think, Mortgage Market Guide every Friday, what happened in the week. That's included as a link in my video. But I just talk about some piece of that specific to our market. And the funny thing is I didn't send a video this week, and I, I, I should have. But I will get two or three emails on Monday and go, am I not on your video list anymore? I didn't see what happened last week. Like, they're watching it. They're paying attention. <laughs> they want the data. Yeah. That's so, a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Tying in with something else. How long is that, that Wednesday video?
how long is the video? Uh, less than two minutes. He asked how long is the video. Um, everything's already preloaded in BombBomb. I never reshoot it. I, like, again, funny story. So I shaved my head about three years ago. I started doing videos four years ago, and that's when I really knew I was going bald. I looked at myself on the video. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not sending that out to anybody. But I did. And I sounded more country than I thought I should sound. In the first video, I said, um, 72 times, um, um, um. But I shoot it, guys. It's very, I know a lot of people do super fancy. It's from my computer's video screen. It is pulled up before we got shades in the new office. The sun would be shining off my bald head, and I could see it on there, and I still record it and hit send. And it's just a habit now. It never not goes out, and it just generates so much business. Sweet. Sweet. So, Fridays, you already said you dot, you load your VIPs in phone burner as well? Yes. Cool. So, this is my take on VIPs. When I first heard VIP list, to me, it meant CPA, financial planner, divorce attorneys, people I didn't really know and I didn't really like talking to. So, I had a hard time with the list. I really did. So, VIPs for me now is my loan officers, is core people that I need to stay in contact with, is people from my previous career that I was a bad friend for. And it's people that I really want to talk to. And since I started doing it, I'm getting business out of it. Because that is more of a relationship-building call than a sales call to me. Mm. But just framing how I looked at that list made me more excited to call. Because we haven't talked about it yet, but we all talk about time management, time management. Guys, I'd say a bigger portion of what limits our ability is energy management. Like, right, the reason Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are really strong is because I have more energy and I can run through a wall. And then by end of day Wednesday, if I've given it my all, I'm running out of steam. So it's less likely for me to do something just because I don't have the energy. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have to call in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. so by, like, I get to a point where not only am I not calling, I just don't care. Any like, I'm not even beating myself up. I'm, like, I'm just not calling. I don't like people today and I'm not calling anybody else. <laughs> So you know, maybe you had that feeling at the end of the week. You're just like, I'm just drained, right? Now, look, I'm, like again, my background was exercise science, nutrition, pre-med, right? I make way more now than if I was a doctor. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> but it's the, you know, like, look, I, like I said, mine starts on Sunday night. Like, if I got banged up and day drinking and stayed up super late, how are my Monday calls even going to be? Now, will I still get them done? You will. Yes. Because it's got to be a no matter what, whatever it takes attitude to get this stuff done. But, it, man, it feels so much better when I got the good night's sleep, ate the salad, right? Part of that time management, self-management class I teach agents is what are you eating for lunch? Are you eating the salad or are you eating the pizza? How many of you have the heavy lunch where later in the day you're just drained? You're definitely not making your calls. And if you make the calls and force yourself to do it, you're just not on your A game. Think about Tom Brady. Dude's just super dialed all the time. All the time. All the time. So if you think, man, I'm not getting them in on Thursday. Well, what's your Wednesday night look like? You get in the bed on time. Did you eat pretty good dinner? Right? When you wake up, did you work out and get a little exercise in on Thursday, on Friday? Fridays used to be my biggest fail, and now it's my funnest day. Tell me about your Friday. Dude, Friday. So let's go back to what my Fridays used to look like. I didn't <laughs> do them. I just never made, I never made the list. I kept thinking I'd leave the summit and be like, oh, I'm VIP. Star that one. Top 10 list of things to do. Probably four summits later, I find I'm like, dude, I got to do this. I was coaching a student who made $600,000 off her VIP list. Six, how many of you would like to make a half a million or more off just your Friday? Just your Friday. That's like ridiculous, right? So literally, she, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, she's driving down Pacific Highway every Friday going, I'm about to make a half a million. 
I'm like, it's like the best feeling. So now I'm like, I got to build that list. How many of you have to build your VIP list? Like, we just need to make the list, right? right? Like, write that down for one of your top ten and be like me the last summit that I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And God, fill God, that with the financial plan. Break the acronym down. Very important people. And you got to define important differently sometimes, right? Just because they can send me business, if I don't like them, I'm never going to call them. It's got to be people that you want to be in deeper relationship with and you'll get business out of, but not just the, the big divorce attorney that every time you talk to is like, you know, chalk on a chalkboard. You're never going to call those people. So we've got to get, like Friday for me now, the biggest thing is it gives me energy. The yeah. people I call I like. It doesn't suck yeah. my energy calling people I don't like. It's like people I'm like genuinely excited to catch up with and see how they're doing. Dude, it's fun. And, and again, remember the formula. Okay, The formula is you have a 50-person list and you call 12 or 13 a week. That way, over the course of the month, you'll have hit all 50. Everyone clear on that? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. 50 divided by 4. Right. Okay. So to call 12 people, Randall, how hard is it to call 12? Right. On a Friday, right? Mentally, I just got to get, but once I got over it, it was just, it was just like the little workout. I'm building the muscle. I'm building the muscle. I'm building the muscle. And now, like, I look forward to Fridays. It's like, like, so now it's a fun day for me. I coach my LOs on Friday. I coach the LPs. Every other Friday is an LO coaching and every other Friday is an LP coaching. It's fun for me. Just like this is fun for me. So it's like fun Friday. Yes. Right? Branch lunch. Bring in the food. Whatever you guys want to get. Let's go. Uh, it's not a problem for me. Like I'm a, like longer than seven minutes, I start like ticking. So like, I, I the biggest thing is if they're a huge talker and you know it, plan appropriately, right? There's certain people that are going to be 30 minute calls, so that's probably your drive home call, right? Like I'm going to call them on the way home. I know it's going to take a little bit longer, but you've got to control your time in an easy way. If you know it's a talker and you don't have time, what's your name? Hey, Brian, it's Stuart. I know you're super busy, man, so I'm not going to take much of your time. I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. So he's busy. You're not busy. So you've got to know who you're talking to. And if you're just a big talker, then you you got to work around that. But it's personality type. And so the question helps. was, how do I manage the long phone call, right? And, and I, A, I don't want to be – I used to say – Hey, Randall, I'm about to come. I was just getting to a closing, but I had a couple minutes. Yes. What do you got going on, man? What's happened? Right. And then, and I did that to set up the call, I, but it was disingenuous. So I stopped doing that. I like the, I'm going to do this on the drive to an appointment because it's a fix at a time. So I say, Hey, Brenda, I just want to give you a buzz. I'm driving to an appointment. I, yeah, I had you on my mind. What are you up to today? Then I can have a conversation. And then when I do legitimately pull into the parking lot for my appointment, I say, Hey, I just got to my appointment. Is it cool if we catch up later? Do you want to grab a coffee later this week? Like, it's, it's genuine. It's real, right? Or, hey, I'm heading home to hang out with the kids. I just had a crazy day. How was your day, Chad? But again, it's back to a list of people you like. I can talk to anybody in this room for 30 minutes because I like you guys and it'll be a com- good conversation. So if it's a long talker I don't like, they just don't need to stay on my list very long. I think that's an amazing point. Like the way to eliminate call reluctance is make sure you like the people on the list. Yeah, and it is, right? And guys, we have, or and ladies, we have the most, the best job in the world, right? Like everyone we meet could refer us business. So I think we get in the fear mindset where we think we have to work with everyone. Not everybody's going to be a good fit for us. And if they're taking away too much energy, then we don't get to the people we really like. So Randall had a question on the VIPs before, and it was, how did I get over that thing of four summits later finally doing it? I paid my admin $100 if I didn't take each step forward. So if I didn't start the list, she got 100 bucks. 
if I didn't have the list prepped and start make and make calls on Friday, she got a hundred bucks. So I put penalties in place. I also do that with my thank yous, which is also on the um, bottom of the form. It has handwritten notes. It has 20 of them. If I don't fill out the 20 and Mitchell knows this, I got it stacked on my desk. She brings them to him every morning in, in my meeting before nine o'clock. I get the cards and she puts them down and then she'll be like, well, I'm just going to add them to the pile over here. And if I don't finish the pile by Friday, she gets a hundred bucks. So imposing penalties on yourself for certain things will help. And if it's not working, make it bigger. So if she said, man, you just keep giving me these hundred dollars. That means that I really don't care. So if she said, make it five, make it a thousand, I'm for sure doing those cards. Like no matter what, they will be the sloppiest things ever, but I will get them all done. <laughs> then she would get fired. So if I had to make my call, I paid her hundred dollars every Friday. So I'm leaving Thursday, and she's like, "You didn't make your calls. You're doing it. I want my hundred dollars tomorrow." So I didn't penalize myself. I said, "If I heard her chase me around to make sure that it's like actually chasing her around." There you go. So different thing, but now I have to not So he was saying he incentivizes his assistant to help him make the calls. You get the hundred bucks if I make my calls. So real quick, and we'll get to you in one second. I think we're running out of time, and I want to make sure yeah. we get back to this. So everyone's super interested in videos, and because it's a great tracker, right? So the first thing on thank you cards, just to kind of close the loop, your assistant should be giving them to you and making you write them. But if you don't have an assistant, a great hack I did before I had someone that did it is I kept the thank you cards on my desk, but more importantly, the envelopes. And when someone I thought I needed to write a thank you card, I just wrote their name on the envelope and sat it on my desk. And I could not leave Friday before I sent those thank you cards. It was just an easy way to hold myself accountable. So if you don't have an assistant, like as soon as you talk to someone and you know you need to write them a thank you card, Greg Gale. It sits there and yes. I won't leave Friday yes. before yes. I go back and write them. How many have the blank thank you cards on your desk right now? It's the... How many awesome. of you have them that they've sat there so long they're just a paperweight and you never look at them? <laughs> Great follow up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So when we get back to that, when we get back to the, the break breads, it's a great question. The same with the face to face if I've got drive time, but I reverse it. I have that. So the question was, how do you get your break breads in? How do you get those face to faces in? It takes a lot of time, drive time. So I actually booked them at my office. You saw Rick brought it up, um, the art of war. Yeah. Right. And one of them was you battle on your own battlefield. So I, I invite people to my office. Hey, come to my office. I'll order food. What's your favorite takeout place? Or if I was good at my all about you form, I would say, hey, Stuart, I know your favorite place is Wildflower. I'm going to get you your favorite turkey with cranberry dressing on there. You still eating that? Cool. Yes. You want the chips still? Yep. All right. I'll see you at 11 o'clock at my office. And then I'm not driving anywhere. They're coming to my office. That Guys, write that down. That's so simple, but so easy. So the face-to-faces for me were what I couldn't control as much. I tried to go to closings and I couldn't fit when they were in. I personally, breakfasts sound like a great idea. They do not work for me. If I have a breakfast, they run late, it runs long. I get in late on the day and I'm already behind. The biggest thing I heard from Oleg that I keep in my mind all the time, you sell in the morning, you work on deals and do stuff in the afternoons. So figure out with your schedule where you can fit it in. I like, I don't do any meetings on Monday ever. 
even outside of COVID. Monday's my day to get started. And then the rest of the week, it's either 12 o'clock near me, it's a 2 o'clock coffee. I'm controlling the meeting instead of trying to run around town and getting me out of balance with everything else I do. Yes, I was before COVID. Yes, but the the key to that, and you just got to learn to control your schedule and when you can fit stuff in. Like Thursday and Friday, I like getting out of the office a little bit more. So if I can, I want to put stuff in my calendar when it benefits me instead of just having to always have everyone else control my schedule. It, the office one is money because you have the, they come to my office, they get a little tour, they see the red carpet, they see the welcome board, they see the snacks, the Nespresso, the Ninja Blender, like they, they get the whole thing, meet the team, and then they sit down and we, and that, that's all happening without me, right? I'm making calls, and they're like, Greg's ready for you now. And then they come into my office, or I sit and meet in the conference room. That one's a game changer. Yes. Right? You said, uh, the break breads, it's five break breads a week. Yeah, so not two a day, that'd be, I think we'd all get a little fluffy. <laughs> now, I do. I will do the coffees in the morning, but if I do the coffee, I said, hey, I got a break to be at work by 9. I have a meeting at 9, and so I meet at the coffee shop either like across from my office or in my office. Hey, man, I got a coffee maker, and I have an espresso machine. You want to come in the office? Sure. Do you like almond milk or oat milk? I have both. Oat milk, sweet, come on in. Like I make sure that I have what they need, too, because this isn't catering, but we cater to our clients, right? Um, you want to, like, videos... You know, videos, I just, it, it, for me, just like Stuart, like, I'll send out, like, to everyone. Like, that tube one buy down went to everybody in the database. There was, like, 26,000 emails went out on Tuesday. And so that was TBDs. That was realtors. That was just, like, anyone I had an email on. It didn't matter. The divorce attorneys got it. That's right? what I love about the core, by the way. I was so proud of my 2,300 videos. He sent me his greatness tracker, and he's like, 20,000 videos. I was like, I'm failing there, too. Well, look, I mean, how many emails can you gather up from this event? And how many people from out-of-state lending that needs a lender in Arizona can email Greg Gill at NovaHomeLoans.com? Right? Like, so you capture data all the time, right? Realtors, hey, I sent out an email. It was a video. It was probably three weeks ago to agents, every agent in the database. And I said, hey, let me know if you have any old leads I can call. I've got two extra staff members that are ready for the re-engagement campaign. We will call, text, email, and target them. One of the agents sends back, he goes, do you want 40000 Like, yes, I do. All right, and so we cover everything. Let's hit this list and try yeah. to give a tactic, you and I both, on each piece of this cool. and make sure that everyone leaves with at least three tactics today. Yeah. Well, delegation we talked about is the daily team meeting, right? I mean, that, that's pretty easy. Honoring your schedule, I think that's just a mindset, right? You gotta ha- it has to be early in the morning. It has to be right after the daily team meeting. Quick cruise through the emails. Do not reply unless it requires a reply because you're engaging in a conversation because they were going to respect another reply when they reply back right away and you're in for two hours or more. Guys, it is non-negotiable call blocks. You've got to quit thinking it's an option. It's your only job to be able to support your team, your family, do everything you need to do. Like, it's so crazy. If I told one of you guys, if you sat down for an hour and a half with this client, you could do $10 million for the business. Is there anyone that would check their email or be distracted for that hour and a half? Would everybody meet with that person for an hour and a half? These hour and a half call blocks are going to get you way more than $10 million for the business. You just got to know this is where your business comes from, and you've got to be fully engaged with it to do a good job with it. So the biggest thing with honoring your schedule is realizing what's super important in your schedule. The second piece of that is urgent versus important. Does everyone kind of have that conversation. We all think we're way more important than we are. Everything feels urgent. JJ said it yesterday, and it's what I've always lived by. If it's not affecting the moving truck, it's not urgent. 
there's very few things that should pull us. Your family gets hurt, you got to go take care of it. A closing's not happening tomorrow, you got to go take care of it. That is so few and far and in between. An appraisal issue is still an appraisal issue at 1230 after your call block. And that goes right into your next part, which is team interruptions, right? So someone mentioned the team's interrupting them. That's a conversation with the team so they understand, like, hey, i got to be in here. I'm going to call for two hours. I'm going to do the proactive Tuesday call so they're not calling in to interrupt you guys in your day asking for updates. I will update them so it protects your time. But I need to get their buy-in on me going in for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and then coming out. Hey, I booked a couple appointments. Hey, great job on that file. They complimented you on that. I got a appointment with that listing agent, like making sure they understand that part. And on the reverse, my team loved this. So I sent it out and said, these are my call blocks. If you ever see me shoot an email, if I go to the bathroom, if I do anything, you get to yell at me in front of the team and make fun of me. And they like getting to yell at me. So, and I don't know about you guys, but like during call block, my bladder must be this big. Like, I make four calls and somehow I need to go to the bathroom again. Like, I just, I've got to stay focused and dialed in and be ready so that I can do it. So I literally, they won't let me leave. Like, if i got to walk out, they're like, I'm like, all right. While we're going through the next one, uh, there is a QR code in the center of the table to scan with your phone. You should have done it already yesterday to pick the first session on Friday. Maximizing your greatness tracker. Push the little five if we've earned it. Five if we've earned it. Five if we've earned it. Five, and then five. Hit, hit submit. So call reluctance. I think that goes to preparation. And I also think it's also leveraging the community you're in. Meaning when you're put into a group with your fellow coaching students, it's for a reason. You're in similar, um, you know, team size, similar production, similar issues. And so you want to lean on them as well and saying, hey, let's do some role playing. What are you saying on Monday to your agents? What's a good close you have for your listing agents? Email in the core for core scripts and then practice them with your core buddies or on your co- with your coach. Using your, how many of you are not using your 30 minute extra call times that you get with the other core coaches? Right? You, you guys pay a lot of money. You gotta make sure you're using that. Asking your concierge, who would be a good person to talk to around call reluctance? Guys, we are more important right now than we've ever been. You guys need to realize this, like, our buyers are scared, our agents are scared, everyone's watching the market, like, they need to hear from a local person telling them what's really going on. Like, it is more value now, like, you will calm them down and let them know you can still buy. You will show them mortgage strategies. You will check on your agent and just say, how are you doing right now? Like, I know you're a big listing agent. What's the most offers you've had to review right now? I had to review 42. How did you do that? Do you have someone that's doing that? They that's are awesome. so scared and have so much going on in their world. There is a thousand reasons we can call in and provide value right so now. So being interested in them, that's a good one. Well, it is. Well, like, I tell my team sometimes when people are getting snippy clients or whatever, it's like, guys, we have the easiest part of the business right now. Mm. Our stress is not the first-time home buyer that's having to pay $50,000 over the price. Mm. Our stress is not the real estate agent that has to leave their anniversary dinner to show the hot property that just popped up. Like, we are in such a better position than they are, and we got to really be have empathy for what they're going through and just call and check in on them right now. Yeah. So let's talk text and email. I mean, I said it before. Some, some of these answers are easy. Just don't do it. Like, don't have it open on the phone. Don't have it open on your computer. Shut it down. I used to be guilty of leaving it up saying, well, I won't reply to anything, but I'm still looking at it, and it keeps me off my game. And then I go, oh, yeah, how was your week? Oh yeah, I forgot your friend passed away two days ago. Like, like that just stuff just can't happen. And it doesn't happen when you're aware, when you have that full energy. And when you do the little hacks, like shut off the email and don't look at it. And the text is super easy too. I'm in a meeting, I will call you back. 
You are in a meeting. You do not have time to talk to them. If it's not someone you just called and it's not something urgent, call them back afterwards. It's just super easy. They, I think we expect that we've got to be immediate for everything. And as soon as we're reactionary and immediate to everything, we can never be good at what we do because we can't stay focused and provide true value. Look, the non-business and personal stuff, again, everything is a choice. I either chose to get distracted by the email, chose to get distracted by personal stuff, or I chose to stay engaged with exactly what I was doing. You saw Rick yesterday, he came out and he literally just hit the reset button. Hey, we had this thing happen, fire alarm, smoke thing, whatever. And then, bam, gets right back at it. That guy can reset faster than no other. How many of us can all work on hitting the reset button a little quicker? Make that time, you know, and look, it used to take, I've, I've had, I've had days that have annoyed me stuff, and now it's like minutes. I, but I'm consciously working on that. I have a folder in Outlook that I call junk, not my junk email. It is stuff that I need to do that is not urgent, that I don't want to do, that I know needs to happen, but it'll be on my mind until I have a system around it. And then that's what I knock out Friday before I leave. Before I finish Friday, I go in there and I sign up for the new health plan that we have to do. I call the tenant or I follow up with the tenant for the property. Like I, I just can part and that goes to a bucket and then I don't have to think about it anymore. I know I'm going to cover it. I'm not going to forget about it. Yep. But it's not going to distract me from doing my job. Compartmentalize. That's good. Yeah. And it comes down to that prepare and plan. I want you to write down one thing, one thing, one tactic you took from today that you are for sure going to implement when you get back. One thing, maybe it's get the phone burner. Maybe it's get my team buy-in. Maybe it's move my team meeting a little earlier. Maybe it's reshuffle around my time block and honor it. Right? System to follow up with the listing agents. You just spent four weeks with them. They will send you business if you keep calling them. Under what? That's called bad handwriting. <laughs> yeah, Israel's asked like that's the first initial of their last name. Yes. Yeah, good deal. Yes. Good deal. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming. Thank you. You've been listening to the Core's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.